A big mistake most trading and service business owners make when marketing is not being clear on who they're actually marketing to. And not all clients are created equal. Tune into today's episode where we discuss how much difference targeting the right business to business clients makes for your profitability and your sanity. You're listening to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we'll help you turn your business into a money-making machine. We know you're busy, so we'll make it worth your time. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, time is money, and we're here to help you make more of both. So hit the follow button, and let's get started. To the podcast. Well, hi there. I'm Tony Fraser-Jones, the host of the Profitable Trading Podcast, uh, beaming in with my sidekick and good buddy, Phil Smith. What's happening, Phil? Mate, just uh, sitting here ready to podcast, ready to go. Let's yeah. get into it. What are we talking about today? Mate, we're talking about marketing. Uh, great topic. Lots of business owners struggle with marketing, uh, and it's not often something that we're really good at or have much experience with. You know, a lot of people get into business and they're good at what they do, and marketing is something that is uh, new to them, right? So often you can spend a lot of money on marketing uh, out of hope that it'll work, or based on what you're being told by some kind of salesperson from either Google Ads or social media or even radio or whoever's trying to sell you their marketing services. You know, they're telling you what to do, but you don't actually know if it's right, whether it works. Yeah, it's uh, it's not unusual. Uh, it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Oh, anyway, um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, it's not unusual to get like seven emails and five phone calls a day from marketing agencies uh, trying to sell their stuff to you. Oh, yeah. uh, and so it's pretty hard to know who to believe or what to do. I can get you seven leads in seven days. Okay, yeah. bro, thank yeah. you. You don't know anything about my business, but that's cool, yeah. That's right. And, and the, the trick here is uh, we don't want to start with t- what type of marketing. Actually choosing who you're going to target for marketing is the is the crucial thing. And we call that the, the niche, or if you're down under the niche, it's the same thing. It's the target market that you're choosing. Yeah. And uh, there's really two types of, you know, broad types of marketing. There's what we call business to consumer, which is you marketing to, you know, homeowners, general, residential, or domestic uh, clients, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. And Jones, mums and dads, that kind of thing. Uh, and then there's business to business marketing which is what we're really going to focus on today, where you as a business market to other businesses, which might be general contractors, commercial clients, industrial clients, all Property that Property managers, stratas, schools, yeah, aged care facilities, yep. other yep. businesses. Yep. And so what we're going to focus on today is those B2B clients because they are an absolute goldmine. And uh, what we find is the clients that we help and coach who have great businesses and you know really consistent revenue typically have a bunch of those business-to-business clients in their in their client database. 100%. I'm sure you got a story to kick us off. I have got a story. Oh, uh, let's go. Let's hear all about it. I shared this story with Phil beforehand and he, he wanted to make sure this actually made sense. So uh, I'm going to try real hard with this one. Uh, it's back to <laughs> my Tune in, guys. You've got to pay attention here. That's right. Yeah, to see if uh, it actually ties in with what we're talking about. I if just, it doesn't, please send us an email that's and uh, right. me and Tony can debate it later. That, that's right. Uh, anyway, it's a story about duck shooting. So uh, we, we live in New Zealand. Duck shooting season is in May. And I grew up on a farm, and every opening day of duck shooting is early in May, and all you can hear from about 5 a.m. in the morning is, <laughs> there's just shotguns going off all over the place. It's, it's happy a good days. time. It's a good time. Uh, and, you know, if, you, if, you're sh- if you're trying to shoot ducks, I mean, you could wan- wander into a field or a, or a paddock with your shotgun and just stand there and, you know, hope that you can shoot a duck that's flying by. And I mean, that's possible. Oh, it's possible. But it's, um, it's not a, you know, high-reward strategy. Uh what you tend to do when you're duck shooting is you'll go to a pond or a, or a lake uh, and you'll camp out there. And in New Zealand, we build a little hut and it's called a mai mai. Uh, it's normally really decrepit, but you rock in there all rugged up. You take your thermos of you know warm drink and, and, your, and your stuff and your dog and your bag, hopefully to put some ducks in. 
the thing is, the better built you, my my, um, the less credible you are. And that's he, right. It, it has, needs to be a bit rickety and, and you know, definitely right. cold, damp, yep. breezy, yep. breezy. You know? Yeah. If it's uh, if it's too nice, then um, the other duck shooters will probably laugh They'll at you. They'll mock you. That's right. But the thing is, uh, if you're near water, then the ducks are going to come to you, and it's a watering hole. They're going to fly in. You can bag yourself a few ducks a lot more than you would if you're in the field. Yeah. Well, uh, you've gone to where they are. That's, exactly right. That's, that's the, the point. point. Yeah. Thank you for that. I uh, appreciate that. So it's the watering hole. So when you're marketing, it's the same thing. You want to go where there's a whole lot of uh, potential clients that suit your business. Yeah. Uh, and business-to-business marketing can be a great way to do that. We kind of know where those people are. We can find them really easily. We know where the watering hole is. Uh, and so you can bag yourself lots of ducks or, or you know, in business, lots of clients. So just to be clear, guys. Did I get it right? Almost. I'd say just to what be I, clear. What did I miss? Look, really with business-to-consumer clients, that's almost like, one of the really difficult things is that technically the ducks in this situation are everywhere. Yep. And so as a result, you can't go to where they are because they're everywhere. And so you have to really be cast in a pretty wide net That's and, right. and hoping like for the best. thing in the field. Yeah. And so obviously you can you know refine your strategies to make sure that they're, they're more likely to come across you. But with business to business marketing, it's much more like duck shooting. You know where they are. They're on the pond. Yep. All right. So you go there. Uh, you don't have to cast that same wide net because you know exactly where they are. They're not everywhere. They're in one place. You that's can right. find them easily, and that's the whole beauty of it. Really. That's right. And the key thing is uh, with duck shooting, you can't shoot them on the water. You've got to wait till they're flying. But that's yeah, you do. Thing. No, the, that's yeah. not uh, semantics. Yeah, that's yeah. not the dumb thing. Also depends who's watching, right, Tony? Hey, come on, bro. <laughs> come on. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. A uh, few problems if we uh, don't get this right, though. Yeah, if we, if we don't do business-to-business marketing and really identify those watering holes, uh, I think the first thing you find is your, your revenue growth is pretty slow. Like uh, getting a couple of really big chunky clients can make a huge difference rather than a bunch of smaller clients. Well, so that's just one bring thing. a lot of consistency. Yeah, as well. exactly. Uh, there's more frustrations with admin and lots of invoicing. You know, if you've got a few clients, less admin, less invoicing, less mucking around in the back office. You can waste a lot of marketing spend if you mm. don't target business to business because it's you know it's just harder to find those people. Yeah, it's it's kind of more indiscriminate the marketing. Yeah. Like, and lastly, I think you just have a smaller, less profitable business than you wanted. Uh, we find that those businesses uh, that we coach, and there's been a few of them, uh, they have a really chunky sort of pack of, of business-to-business clients that provide the, the consistent ongoing revenue. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And on the other hand, if we get this right and we get good at B2B marketing, uh, some pretty good yeah, upsides. Well, well, the thing is you secure a couple of good business-to-business clients, you've got fast revenue growth, and it's sustainable because they typically give you, you know, repeat business. Yeah. Uh, so that's important. You can keep your, your team busy. You know, yep. those those projects from your B2B clients actually soak up a lot of labor hours. They soak up, you know, the team. You've always got stuff in front of them. So mm. that's that's super important. Yep. And you get, this is cool, and we'll dig into this today. You get a really high return on your marketing investment and the spend you make for marketing. Uh, and in the end, it, it helps drive a larger, more profitable business. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So some pretty good upsides. Uh, I think we're pretty keen to learn what we need to do here. So yeah, well, like, business to business is basically where you – you're a business and you find other businesses or organisations that um, you're going to do work. And typically they're businesses that will give you, you know, large jobs and or repeat work as well. Yep. Uh, so it might be, you know, maybe you're a, a plumber, and electrician or a painter, glazer, tile or whatever it is, and you're working with a general contractor and you get a number of jobs a year from them. And also they're quite reasonably sized jobs. They're a lot, you know, going to be a lot higher revenue than just doing a, a small repair job uh, at, at a homeowner's house. Yeah, 100%. Uh, or they might be uh, commercial or industrial clients. Maybe they have an industrial processing plant 
and they have a lot of maintenance and breakdowns and you're there a lot. You might be there two or three, four times a week doing a job. Now, they may not be ten, twenty thousand $20,000 jobs each time, but they might be $1,000. But yep. you're getting them every week and it's really consistent. Yeah, and I think uh, there's a lot of confusion sometimes when we broach this with clients. They'll say, oh, you know, business to business. Isn't that just like builders, general contractors? You know, Isn't that, that what we're talking about? I don't really do new builds. I do servicing work. But um, you can still have B2B clients in servicing work, right? It's just a business that gives you repeat work. So, I mean, you might do servicing for a school or aged care facility, something the likes of that. And um, that's still, you know, repairs and maintenance. It's, it doesn't have to be new builds, for example. Yeah. You you know, there's all kinds of B2B clients. Yeah, it doesn't have to be project work. I mean, uh, real yeah. estate, um, property managers, yeah. uh, strata managers, they will give you consistent repairs and maintenance work yeah. because they have a whole lot of clients under them. In fact, basically what you're doing is tapping into their clients yeah. by having a relationship with that business. That's it. That's the one. So should we talk about the uh, the three M's? The three M's. So I think this is, when you're marketing, this is like really, really useful to think about before you actually start marketing. There are three M's. And the first, it's like a triangle, if you think, uh, and, and an M at each, at each point. The first one is, is your market. And that's, who am I actually targeting? Uh, who specifically am I targeting? Because what happens for a lot of us in the trades is like, hey, we need some more work. And uh, we think, oh, well, let's do Google Ads. Well, that's fine. That can give you some work. But is it the work that you want? Mm. Now, if you're looking for building contractors uh, or maybe you know, school maintenance work or whatever it is or commercial maintenance work, well, there's probably more direct ways to do it than Google Ads and more cost-effective ways. Like we'll talk about getting a list of these people and actually going, you know, door knocking would probably be better than Google Ads. Yeah. So who you're targeting is critical is that because that determines what message you need to send to them, what's important for them to understand. Yep. Uh, because obviously a homeowner might be different to a building contractor, what's important to them, to a school, to a you know production processing facility that needs to be up and running all the time. You know, 24-7 maintenance mm. with someone on hand is going to be really important to them. They not, may not be so important to someone else. Yeah. So you've got the market, the message, and then you have the media, and that's where we get tripped. That's how you actually get the message to that. You know, those clients, and that's the channel you use. That's like Google Ads or Facebook or direct mail or whatever it is, you know, door hangers, flyers. That's the media. Mm. That comes last. Yeah. Whereas, you know, as we know, what happens for most business well, most owners? Most people start with that first. They start with that um, first. My least favourite question to see, <laughs> pops up a lot, is what's the best marketing for me to do? And then you see everybody, uh, you know, in the group starts answering, well, you know, I do this marketing, I do that marketing, and I've heard other people did well with this marketing, and it's it's actually the wrong way to look at it because what other people are doing and what works for them, uh, if they're targeting a different market, uh, then firstly they'll be using a different message, and more importantly they're using a different media. So if you've been doing great with, uh, you know, Facebook marketing, um, and I think, therefore, I should use Facebook marketing. The problem is if I'm targeting a different market from you, then the media is going to have to be different as well, and so what works for you might not work for me, and it's important to start with your market, or otherwise you're going to bark up the wrong tree with your message and media. Yeah, and, and I've seen this many times. I think of a client recently who works mainly with building contractors, and that was slowing down a bit, so they wanted some more work. So oh, well, they did a Google Ads campaign wanting to get more builders and they get a bunch of people ringing up to get repairs at their house and they're like, not really set up for that. And like, yeah. this is actually a pain in the butt. Mate, it's builders like, and general contractors don't Google you. Just so you know, if they Google you, it's because you already have started uh, some kind of communication and they're Googling you just to see if you're legit. They're not jumping on Google and saying, I need an electrician. Uh, not as a general rule, that's no, for sure. they probably have one already. Uh, and they probably have 10 that are barking at them saying, hey, I'd love to work with you. Um, they don't. They don't need to Google people. It's not how it works. Yeah. So, so that's super important. 
who you actually target. Uh, and, uh, you know, what we're talking about today is one of the who's is business to business is incredible. I love this marketing because it's pretty simple and it's massively cost effective. Yeah. And uh, I reckon maybe talking about the economics of this yeah, could be good. Yeah, let's get straight into so, that. So yeah. the key thing, and we've talked about this on other podcasts as well, uh, is customer lifetime value. So the thing with business to business, they're typically high high ticket, high price, high revenue jobs. You know, they t- 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 million, whatever, to other businesses, and all their repeat work, so the ongoing work. Mm. So if you think about uh, maybe a, uh, a general contractor, if you uh, you know market to them and they start using you, maybe that's 10 jobs a year. Could, could be more, could be less, depending on the size, obviously. Yeah. And let's say every job is, is 15K, that's 150K in, in revenue, and if your GP margin is 35%, that's about 52 and a half grand of GP. Mm. You do that for three years, that's $157,000 in Gross profit. Yeah. So that's their lifetime value versus if you go and get a job, you know, from Mr. and Mrs. Smith who buy once a year at 500 bucks, mm. over three years they're worth about 820 bucks. Yeah. Well, and so, so it's a completely different animal. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think, um, you know, e- each one could be a repeat client. I think that's the point you're making, yeah. right? Like you can get repeat clients of any size, shape, form, but generally the B2B clients that are repeat are worth a lot more over time. And obviously, like, guys, with those stats, I mean, that all changes. The longer you keep them, the higher your GP. I mean, it could be more and more and more. The more jobs you can smash out. Again, if you've got a larger team and you're working with a larger contractor, that 150000 bucks a year, I mean, geez, that might be a million dollars a year. And, you know, depending on your GP and how many years you keep them, I mean, these guys could be worth $100 million to you over time. Uh, it's it's incredible. It, I don't care how much Mr. and Mrs. Smith get done per year. Um, they could be super users. There's no residential homeowner spending $100 million with you in 10 lifetimes. Yeah, and and, and there are more potentially you know homeowners that out there who can get jobs from you, but you've got to find them as well, and that's, that's the tricky it. thing. So the cool thing about the business-to-business work is their, you know, their lifetime value to you is high, and that means you can spend a lot more to get them. Yeah, like it, you can spend a lot more on acquiring that client. It's like an opportunity to print money. You just you make make sure that their customer lifetime value is positive, and that it costs you less to get them than that. And you can just print money. Like we've talked about this before on, on the podcast, uh, and that means you can afford to spend time in the relationship. Yeah, to to nurture the relationship. It's actually worth it. You know, if if the if the contract is worth one hundred and fifty seven thousand dollars to you, how much time and effort are you prepared to put in to get them? Yeah, that's it. And I mean, like again, not just get them, but also keep them. Yeah. You know, because again, like I'd, I'd way rather spend some time and effort keeping my golden goose happy and fed um, than going out and trying to find more geese because it's always hard to find more geese. It's actually quite costly to find more geese. It takes time, effort, you know, brains, know-how, whereas just keeping the same one happy is actually a lot easier um, and a lot you know, a lot cheaper as well. Are you allowed to shoot geese in duck shooting season? I don't think so, man. I think that's frowned upon. Is it? So, um, yeah, but I mean, you're, you're often frowned upon, mate, so that's all right. Um, hey, look, uh, next thing is it actually just makes sense from an ease of marketing point of view, and I think that's important. This because, is huge, right? You know, with business-to-business clients, you know who they are. It's like we said earlier about, you know, you can go to the pond, you know the ducks are there. Um, so, you know, with B2C, you know, business to consumer, you don't have names, you don't know where they are, you're really throwing a message out there into the right media, you know there's people on that media and you're just hoping someone bites, it's kind of like throwing bait in the water when you're fishing and you're hoping you get a bite. B2B marketing is more like having fish in a barrel and you just go and shoot them, it's, it's not, not as hard. It's uh, quite so harsh, it's quite a harsh it's analogy. Ha- it's harsh, 
But, but it, I like but it, it is more like that, right? Like, and I think the, th- the thing with this is, you know, B2B clients, uh, you can create a list. Um, lots of ways you can do that. Uh, you can buy lists. There's we- lots of websites that you can go to and you can buy lists. I want a list of uh, general contractors in my area and you can buy it and it'll give you the name of the business, the name of the owner, their contact details, everything. I mean, that, it's all there. You can scrape lists. So um, you can go through the internet, you know, list of, you can go on directories and things. You can you know, build up a list on your own. Uh, you can pay people to scrape lists, <laughs> which is another yeah. thing. Um, you can you know, drive around, build it yourself, you know, try to find all the local businesses, drive around, figure out who they are, you know, sneakily get the business card or you know, go on their website and you know, look, look through the um, meet the team section to find the owner. Who's the boss? Um, by the way, usually the owner, if you want their email address, it's just their name at theircompanyname.com. Um, it's pretty, pretty simple. It's honestly almost always that. Um, get it through associations, you know, like builders associations, etc. And even, I mean, like these days, you can use AI. I mean, like I've seen lots of um, use even on, you know, things like ChatGPT, uh, where you can ask it, hey, uh, provide me a list of general contractors in my area, you know, obviously say your area, uh, and it gives you that list. Here's everybody in your area. And then you say, cool, and who are the, <laughs> who are the business owners? What's their contact information? And you'll be surprised how much, how much of it actually it's comes It's amazing. Up. It's yeah. crazy. Um, so, Again, lots of ways you can get lists, but once you have that list, you know where they are. You're essentially sitting on that lake, looking at the ducks, uh, with your gun already sitting in your yeah. my my. Well, this is it's the thing. Easier. And if if you're if you're listening, you think, well, what do you, what do you mean by a list? Well, a list is is just that. You create a list, a physical list of the businesses, and who the decision maker is. And once you've got that, you know that you can market directly to them. The you know the short you've got the shortest distance. There's no putting stuff out on the internet and hoping they'll see it. You can actually send stuff to them. Mm. You can phone them. You can email them. You can drop around, you know, some gifts, whatever. You can do that directly, and it's incredibly uh, powerful. Now, um, I think we need to do another podcast on actually yeah. on, on that because yeah. that's, a, you know, that sort of how to nurture how those. To, how to talk to them and nurture them. How, how yeah. to torture them and uh, not torture them. Oh, Tony, look Freudian slip <laughs> yeah. there, man. How to torture your clients so they buy big from you. Nephi's yeah. laughing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know what uh, where the torture thought was coming from. Yeah, you need uh, to chill out, bro. Like, have another. Maybe doing right? these podcasts with you. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah. Your cumin tea should chill you right That's out. That's right. Buddy. But yeah, you can you can actually you've got a list of them. You know who they are, and you can go directly to them, which is like you know incredibly powerful. Yeah, it's like you said, you need to go to the right person. I mean, yeah. so with things like if you go to a general contractor, um, the owner is who you need to talk to, not the receptionist. But if you go to a school, um, the maintenance manager is better to talk to uh you can find out who the principal is but they probably don't they probably don't make the decision they don't care about the maintenance like that's not that's not on their radar so much so again you need to find who's the relevant person i should be talking to and you can often do this in a lot of ways i mean you can again ask chat gpt they probably know um but you can also find out on their websites um you know you can scrape the list yourself sometimes you can buy lists of those types of roles as well Uh, another one is you can do the sneaky stalk on linkedin um so if you you know search for that uh that company on LinkedIn, uh, you can see everyone that works there and look for the person with the right title. I mean, there's, there's lots of ways you can do it, but speaking to the right person is important, right? Ah, you can even ring the reception and say, I've got something I want to send the owner to send them via mail, and they'll most likely yeah. tell you. If you try and call them, they may not. But yeah. he, here's the thing too with with this, and this is incredibly powerful for marketing. Mm. The effectiveness of the marketing you do in your, your plumbing, your electrical, painting, glazing, landscaping, whatever you know trade or service you're in, is directly related to the quality of the list that you have. 100%. And if the list is, you know, perfect target, 
it's a hundred percent target, you're going to have way more success than if it's you know like only twenty percent, which is what business to business consumer marketing is. It's like it's a bit of a hope strategy. Yeah, uh, that's the problem. If you put stuff on radio, we know that if there's a hundred uh, homeowners listening, maybe ten of them or five of them are in the market to use a plumber or an electrician right now. Yeah. But if we target general contractors or strata managers or real estate or schools, we know 100% of them are using a plumber or an electrician. Well, otherwise, how are they getting things done? They're not. They already have somebody. They have someone. It's real important. And I think with this, like, this kind of leads on to one of the biggest limiting beliefs here, which is um, you know, that B2B businesses, these people will only use people they know. Right, so I mean, of course, this is true. I mean, they've got people they know that they use already, but you know, if you can get to know these people in a structured way, you can actually work your way in and maybe supplant the person who is already there. So think about like when I was at school. Uh, now, just quickly, I'm probably going to get roasted on the internet for this. I don't mean much by it. This is just what happened. All right, um, but in this case, like there was this you're definitely going to get roasted after a oh, preamble yeah. like that. Mate. There's um, there's this one girl at school, and I won't name her. Uh, but man, like she was just really, really beautiful girl and everybody was, you know, wanting to date her really. Um, and you know, like I remember, you know, first sort of couple of days of school and everyone was like, wow, can you, have you seen that girl? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, do you think I should talk to her? Like, what should I say? And you know, people are going up to her and, you know, trying to introduce themselves and, and, you know, trying to awkward. basically show off and awkward. peacock. And, oh, it was awkward. You know, I mean, like, hey, man, I'm sure everyone's been through some version of this in their life um, or at least seen it. Um, ironic thing is she already had a boyfriend. Like, <laughs> and some people's strategy was to go up and just ask her out, which is madness. She had no idea who they are. She's already got a boyfriend. Ten other people have asked today. You know, like, what made you think you were going to get anywhere with that? Um, whereas, like, if you ever wanted to have a chance to take that girl out, uh, your best strategy was actually just to get to know her uh, for a while, you know. Don't go straight in for the kill, you know. Just get to know her for a bit. Um, you know, what is she like? Introduce yourself in a non-threatening way, please. Like, this is not a difficult thing to do. But the better you get to know her and the more you can actually build and establish a relationship, uh, eventually she might realise, hey, look, actually, I, I do really like you and um, maybe even more than the guy I'm dating right now. And actually, you know what? He hasn't been that great lately. Um, that's really your only hope. And I think in this case, it's, it's the same. You know where these people are. They do use someone already. But that doesn't mean they're happy with that someone. So if you can go straight to them, establish contact, establish a relationship, get to know them and actually build on that relationship and nurture it, uh, then you totally can become the new person they use. I like that. That's yeah. inspiring. <laughs> I wish I'd known that strategy when I was at school. Yeah, me too. It didn't work out too well for me at school, but hey, that's all right. Yeah, I know. You're Today's a, a little day. bit of a bull of the gate, old Philly <laughs> Bowl there. Um, yeah, good story. You've got you you got to romance them and you've got to nurture them. 100%. The, the clients. The clients, that is. The clients, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just we're back to clients now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's super important. Um, yeah. And the other th the cool thing that I love about uh, business-to-business marketing is there's actually a low sales overhead once you've actually got the clients. So if you, if you it, it becomes a little bit more like order-taking. Once you've established a relationship, uh, then you know they'll often just call you and book a job, or they'll call you and send you some plans to price, just so they can include that in their price to their end client. You know, it's not even necessarily a competitive bidding situation. Then sometimes it is, but often it's not. They're like, you're their their guy or gal, and uh, they'll just ask you to put a price in, so that they, you know if they're a contractor, they can wrap that up into their price to their client. And here's the thing that people really forget. If you're listening, I really want you to think about this: how much time and pricing and sales 
and all that sort of stuff does is save you if it becomes more like order taking. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you think about business to uh, consumer, if you've got to go and see a bunch of homeowners to price jobs and stuff, you're going to have to do a lot of that work. You know, to to offset what you could get from a B to B to B client, uh, yeah. another business. Uh, it's massive, and sales overhead and time pricing and all that marking around is a huge time suck. It's a massive yeah. time suck, and it's a time suck you probably don't understand in your business because you're not tracking it, and you just think it's part of business, but it's not. And if you can reduce the sales pricing uh, cycle, it just saves you so much time. Yeah, 100%. And I think like that's, again, when you then compound that with the customer lifetime value that we mentioned oh, earlier. It's insane. It's it's just really like, it, you know, compounding wins is, is a yep. really beautiful thing. Um, so, again, that's just huge. And I think, again, like another thing is, remember, like, a lot of the time with B2B clients, like, you, they're just easier to deal with. Like, they understand what you're talking about. I mean, especially if you look at people that are in the trades as well, you know, like, things like general contractors. Um, yeah, they, they speak your language. They know how the system works and everything's just easier. Unlike homeowners where you have to explain everything all the time, they don't get what goes into this, they don't get why you cost what you cost or, you know, how your cycles work or how it's going to work with you, you know, coming to them and all that kind of thing. It's just a lot easier with, um, you know, with other people that are in a similar industry. But even with B2B clients that are not in the trade, there are still so many similarities because they're also running a business. They, they understand you, you're on the same wavelength about the way that this works and, and, and how you can be symbiotically helping each other rather than just... Um, you come here, you do something for me, and I give you money at the end. I think you've taken out the award for word of the day, mate, there with a symbiotic. Oh, did you like that? I like that, symbiotic. Yeah. That's pretty done. It's practicing it before the episode. Symbiotic, symbiotic. Symbiotic. I got it I in the it. end. Point is, it's those common understandings, right? Yeah, yeah, it's huge. And and on that point, I know that if you're listening, you might be thinking, well, you know, uh, the builders I work with, they always want to screw me down, or the, you know, the business clients are always trying to screw me down, and they want to get the lowest margin, and... Uh, I haven't been paid by builders in the past or other people, you know, we only pay them in the 20th of the month and they're a pain. And, uh, well, not all, like B2B clients are the same as everyone else. Mm. You know, if there's 100 of them, 10 of them are going to be absolute dickheads. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and that's the same with homeowners. You know, you probably get 10% of them are just a pain in the backside you don't want. Uh, so it's not because they're business to business. It's just because... They're human beings and they breathe air. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, a normal sort of distribution, you'll have some amazing clients, a few are okay, and, a, you know, a, a little bit at the tail who are just a pain in the butt. The point is you got to keep marketing so you don't get stuck with the bad ones. You've yeah. got to have a process for this B2B marketing so you can con continually free up the uh, future of those who aren't any good. And continually market to your existing clients, which we've talked about in a separate episode. But, yep. you know, that's obviously important too because you've got to keep that relationship strong. Um, it's just like any relationship. If it's like a plant. If you don't water it, it withers and dies. Um, and I think about even with B2B, like, remember that you're dealing with people. Um the business is not a faceless, you know, entity. There are people behind it. Think about one of our clients does most of his work, again, actually in a B2B sector uh, with farmers. A lot of um, maintenance work uh, for farmers and things like that. And um, it's funny, uh, the dude had all these awesome relationships with all these guys that own farms. And within about the space of a year, something like 80% of those farmers, um, they were all a very similar age. And they got to an age where it was like, look, I've uh, I've had it, and I'm, I'm going to go and I'm gonna chill out for a while. I'm um, leaving the farm to uh, my son. And so all of these next-generation farmers took over those farms, and he just absolutely, our client absolutely had to um, re-establish the relationship with each of them because the thing is, same business, new owner, 
new relationship needed. You know, you can't take that for granted. You're dealing with people still. Yeah, right? that's huge. I mean, it is a relationship business, even though it is business to business. So yeah, uh, and and I guess yeah, to sort of wrap this, the all the big successful businesses, the the multi million dollar businesses that uh, that we've coached over the years, and there's hundreds of them. They have a solid number of B two B clients. Yeah, because it's it's difficult to generate that kind of revenue and that kind of sustainability and consistency without them. Yeah, uh, and obviously there are B two C clients wrapped around them, and they can be really good because they're quick cash. They're typically a little bit higher margin, mm. uh, and if you've got a good system for marketing and doing that work, it's crazy good as well. Yeah, uh, but B two B is is definitely a really powerful place to market into. Yeah, I think that's the key is if you can have both, awesome. But like having some really good B2B clients just gives you that real good base to build off and just something that's chugging along in the background regardless of how the rest of the economy is is faring. Mm. So gives you that good diversification, if nothing else. Uh, so should we land this plane? Let's do it. So who to target when you're marketing? It is critical. And business-to-business clients, they're easy to find. You can get a list. They're cheap to market to, and they can provide a substantial and ongoing revenue. Thanks heaps for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. See you later. Next week on the Profitable Trady Podcast. As a business owner, so much stress and frustration comes because of the way you think. And you have the power to actually dramatically shift your results by thinking better. Tune into next week's episode where we dig into how to think like a winner in a way that will lower your stress levels and make your business much more profitable. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trady, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group, and we'll see you in the next episode of The Profitable Trady Podcast.